Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to this week's Must Hear Music podcast. My name is Joe Lynch. I'm sitting here with Erica Ramirez. You're so welcoming. Like, I love it. It's so nice. Thanks. Welcome back. On air, yeah. you're so nice. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Once, <laughs> once the mic turns on, I'm all smiles. <laughs> I'm pretty much scowling at my computer it off, the rest of the pain. day. But thank you for having me. Of course, yeah. And uh, and Jason Lipschutz. Hey, man. As well. um, What's going on? I'm really good because you handed me a pretzel full of peanut butter before oh, this started. my favorite so. snack. Peanut, I mean, butter pre- peanut butter filled pretzels. Are mango juice? Oh yeah. By the way, that's my favorite juice. Wow. Jason's I, I friend I hope. asked me via Twitter, and yeah. You are the mango. juice. Yeah, peanut butter filled pretzels oh, are. Um, you know, they're just God's gift. Anyways, uh, I don't know what my favorite snack is. I'll think about it and get back at the end of the podcast. So there's uh, that's exciting. a cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> um, but let's let's start with uh, the new song from King Kendrick called uh i just a lowercase i and this lowercase is I. Lowercase an I. Pick. of course it was a, a pick of mine i am a huge fan of kendrick um from the beginning as many people know but i i is a song that i definitely wasn't expecting to hear from kendrick although i have to remind myself that his first singles aren't usually singles that people expect or that also kind of hint upon the meat of the album so i did listen to this thinking that like this doesn't mean that this is what the album will sound like but I love the way he used the Isley Brothers sample like even as much as it looped like I like the way he he uh, wrote that and I just love the message like a Compton rapper talking about self-love and all this other crazy stuff going on in the world that people are sometimes you know too scared to talk about especially rappers and I just you know I really enjoyed it it's really fun it's really catchy it's not as it's not as or it's not as catchy as like Anaconda or other songs. Like it's not that type of catchy, but I really do think it's like a it's a Kendrick catchy. Like I think it just works for him. Yeah, I really like this song. I like that it zags when you think Kendrick is gonna zig, if that makes sense. You think you listen to something like Control with I mean, right. I basically the last important piece of music that he's released was the control verse and you know, you think of that song and you think, oh man, what if Kendrick just drops a song called I where he just goes in and, but this is totally different. 
I, I half expected him to start singing along to the le- to the that lady sample from the Isley Brothers. Wouldn't it have been amazing if that's how you like close the song? <laughs> uh, I just like how weird this song is. Like I, some of my favorite rappers are just really weird when it when it comes to their craft and and putting out songs. Like you think of, I, I know that this song is getting a lot of Andre three thousand comparisons, but it, you think about someone like him, and he's never going to do something predictable. And that's kind of what I like about Kendrick too. Like he could have. You know, we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, an artist later in this podcast named Jesse J, who uh, has been kind of t- grabbing huge artists and kind of adopting their sound for her singles. Kendrick does the complete opposite and just blasts out his own creativity in all these different directions. And I, I mean, so I a couple hours ago, Eric and I were talking in, in the in the office. Because I asked why Erica was so <laughs> defensive was about defensive this song. Well, Twitter. because here's the thing: you sent like ten tweets today, maybe yeah. not ten. No, I read, but, I reread them, and I was like, I was a little angry. You were pretty angry about this Kendrick song. You were considering like, considering how happy the song actually. Yeah, makes you me. were. Just, you were real. Yeah, you were like, I love myself. I love this song, all and right. I hate all I of you. Not- <laughs> But no, she did not say. I that. did not say that. But, but so my so I I bring that up because it seems like. You saw like a more negative reaction to this. Yes, song. I totally did. Uh, really, I did. I mean, impossible. I just need to unfollow everybody and start following the people <laughs> that you follow. Um, yeah, I think people were they were expecting something. I think like control, and because that was like you said, the last memorable you know thing that we heard from um, Kendrick, and then yeah. also some were saying that this isn't or may not be a successful first single or something that will help the sales of the album. And I'm just like, I mean, I think that's a little too soon to tell. Yeah. It's a little premature to start worrying about it. Right. That. And the kind of artist that Kendrick is, like, I don't think that Kendrick would give you, I mean, we got Swimming Pools, which was, a, like a like I said before, a track, a bonus track. The album was completely different than what you got on Swimming Pools. Yeah. So it's, first of all, I don't think we'll get we weren't going to get a single that we expected, but also why would we want something like that from Kendrick yeah. seeing how great of the good kid Matt city album was. And yeah, I mean, I think that people were just very negative about it. I think for them, it was a little too mainstream, a little too like, you know, hyped than yeah. his other music. And I just, yes, I got defensive. The happy song made me mad because of these people. <laughs> Do you think people are mad that this song is so about self-love and like they don't want to hear that from someone who's yelling yabish and and you know is has some of the hardest rhymes in hip hop? Like do do you think that kind of put people off? I I think that yes, like I think that a Compton rapper like I said talking about self-love, but like look at the single artwork. Like you have a yeah. Krypton of blood. <laughs> throwing up heart signs in harmony <laughs> right like you kind of like when you got that it's like you can't be that surprised that you got this song after the the single artwork yeah. but if you hear the end of good kid mad city like i think one of the final songs is him talking about like his best friend and like the girl that he used to date and like yeah. people that he pretty much couldn't save but wanted to save and one of those people was himself so it's like the mat the subject matter isn't too out of reach if you really have heard good kid mad city and like what Kendrick is about and we can't also expect him to make that type of music when he's like he's been on tour for like two years yeah the things that the kid probably learned like I want to hear that on his album 
It'll be interesting. I'm sorry, Joe. Uh, I'll let you talk in, in, this is in like 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be interesting to hear. I, I've been thinking about the fact like, that we don't really know what Kendrick Lamar's um, second album is going to be about subject-wise. Because you, you before Good Kid, Mad City came out, Good Kid, I've, Mad City is obviously an incredible album, but I, I feel like when before that album came out from what you heard about it you kind of knew what he it, it was going to be autobiographical like right. you kind of knew that it was it was going to be him telling his story of growing up in Compton and what that was like and obviously he fleshed out it to an amazing degree so i'm curious as to what this album is going to be like i mean this is i mean this is a very interesting first taste of it in that regard on the song i think he talks about kind of and i think he did this on a few like featured verses where he talks about like the hate that he's gotten. Um, I mean, like even I think it was like the subtract song that he was featured on. It was a song that he was recently featured on where he kind of talks about like the hate that he's gotten. So like, I think that's, and he talks about it on, on I. So I think that's a hint of kind of the matter, the subject matter, but also to go back to the, the criticism or the negative criticism, you also got a snippet in the beats by Dre commercial of like the song that him and Dre were working on. And on that song, he was like growling on it. So like, I think that if you were going off of that in control, then you really were surprised to hear I, yeah. but I think we've talked too much and we haven't let Joe talk. I'm Go sorry, ahead, Joe. Joe. You know, Joe's going to be like, like move on to the, the next song. song. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I guess, I guess my take, my initial take the first time I heard it was akin to the people who are kind of suspicious of this song for kind of the reasons you mentioned. It's uh it's a little more mainstream sounding. It's right. obviously um, a song that relies on a hit sample. You know, it's like kind of any song with that riff in it is going to sound good because mm-hmm. it's just like one of the greatest riffs in history. Um, and he doesn't, you know, really kind of get into the hardcore rapping until the last maybe 40 seconds or something. So I was at first I was like, you know, this doesn't maybe bode well. But then I was like, this isn't per se like the lead single this might just be an album track, you know, like, like, we don't um, know. Yeah. Like the one he did with Dre from good kid that ended up just being a bonus track. Like, yeah. you know, that was just kind of a throwaway part mm-hmm. of the album. And this might be the same thing. This might make sense within the context of the album. And especially the, I mean, the second time I listened to it, I was like, there's actually a lot of references going on here because, you know, he references the war album, uh, the world is ghetto. Of course, the Isley brothers riff, um, and that's a riff that's popped up elsewhere in hip hop, like on the Paul's Boutique album. Um, and then at the end, you kind of hear cars honking. And there's this really kind of old school funky bass line that really almost reminded me of Stevie Wonder's Inner Visions album. Yeah. Like you kind of expected yeah. like living just enough for the city to like almost <laughs> make an appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, the reference of uh, the Isley Brothers song being a Swiffer commercial. So, you know, I think oh, he yeah. he definitely wanted to re- make that reference. <laughs> he was just, um, he was sitting in the studio. He's like, Swiffer. Yeah. I, wanna, <laughs> yeah. I think this is going to be a Swiffer-themed album for sure. Um, but no, that just made me think that he's kind of maybe looking, now that he has a classic album under his belt, maybe this album will be a little more self-conscious kind of about its place um, in music history. Yeah. I do... I do know that he's working with Terrace Martin, which is kind of has written a lot of songs for R&B singers. And I, I also think that BJ, the Chicago kid, um, has kind of been around TDE. He's been on Schoolboys stuff. So I have a feeling it will have a little bit more like a soul R&B feel. I mean, especially like he's been listening to the Isley Brothers. So I'm definitely interested because usually you hear a lot of hip hop and R&B songs. So I'm wondering how this album is going to sound with some R&B or soul funk 
kind of influence on it. All right, well, let's listen to uh, some of Kendrick Lamar's I. All right, that was Kendrick Lamar's new song, I. Next up, let's talk about Jesse J and 2 Chains' new collabo, uh, Burning Up. <laughs> just saying it out loud makes me laugh. Jesse J and 2 Chains. It's just funny to me. Um, yeah, it's so. Here, so the thing about Jesse J is that um, super lovely artist, uh, has a great voice. Two Chains is also a lovely artist, by the way. <laughs> Both lovely. Art- <laughs> I, la- I laugh more. I'm not laughing at them. I'm laughing at the pairing. Yeah. Because if you if you listen to this song, yeah, it's like I literally the first time I heard it, I literally laughed out loud because there's the part where right before Two Chains comes in, um, uh, Jesse J is going like like walk me through the fire and then it's like take me to the river and then it's like two chains (laughs) it's an odd pairing considering the sound of the song right so the the thing about jesse j is that she's kind of become uh, at least on this album the mario chalmers of music which is mario chalmers is the point guard for the miami heat he's a he's a pretty nothing to me okay (laughs) all right let me explain mario chalmers is the point guard of the miami Heat. he's a pretty good player not a great player but he has two championships because he was on the same team as lebron james and Dwayne wade and chris bosh so in that regard she puts out bang 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 is a huge hit it's been the top 10 i think i haven't i don't think it hasn't i I don't think it has fallen out of the top 10 uh since it came out and now she has a song with two chains that sounds like a hit to me uh it's a little bit of an uneven song and i think that they don't really mesh well together however i will 100 percent go to bat for this two chains verse because it is hilarious and he rhymes corridor with oreo and that's all i could ever want from a two chains song Joe's looking at me like, Erica. <laughs> um, I guess, yeah, I'll, I'll leave, uh, I'll leave the, the two chains talk to uh, Erica, but I, I guess my, my take on it is, um, you know, obviously Jesse J wants to strike while the iron is hot with bang, yep. bang. Um, I guess I don't think this will be a track that will really like hit, you know, like, I think it'll hit the charts and then fall off. But I mean, chart analysis aside, um, I think it's a fine song. It's kind of an odd stylistic mishmash where there's like these syncopated jungle rhythms, but then her voice is kind of just doing the same thing that it would do on like any overproduced soul track. Yeah. It's so it true. just, her, I don't know if her voice works like she great is with all this. soulful and then she like switches it up. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Right. When you kind of start liking <laughs> when her. the two chains. Yes. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I listen. I'm not gonna hate on two chains because, like you said, his wordplay is just too hilarious to like. So funny. Even say anything bad about it. I just wonder if I, I'm not a fan of when it kind of seems like artists are just grabbing what's hot and like throwing it in and trying to just make something like the ASAP Rocky Sam Smith collaboration. I was just like, oh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. And like I think school it was uh, a schoolboy and Sam Smith collaboration leaked, and I believe that was kind of what they wanted to go to. And then ASAP Rocky stepped in and did that and it's just like it just feels a little weird it feels a little forced and i feel like that's what it feels like here and i'm just wondering how that's going to how her album overall is going to do when there's just singles that you yeah. can pick out of and they could be by themselves i don't know if it's going to mesh well i mean these are two songs and bang bang and burning up and you don't really get a clear sense of who jesse J is now at this point in her career i mean this is her third album it's her second album in the u.s because her last album alive was only released overseas and obviously she's trying to make a huge u.s push it's working so far with bang bang i, I think like i said i think this song is going to do well uh burning up but yeah i don't i, I want to see more from her as an artist like i i felt like I really like the Jesse J song Domino. Uh, I thought that was a really fun single. And it's just like that shows a little bit more of her personality as a singer. And then this one kind of limits her a little bit. And then, you know, 2 Chains swoops in to save the day. He kind of steals as, the show. <laughs> as he is known to do. Um, but yeah, that mixed mixed emotions on Burn It Up for sure. All right, well, let's, let's listen to uh, Burn It Up from Jesse J and 2 Chains. All right, next up, let's talk about uh, an untitled song written by Dev Hines, a.k.a. Blood Orange, uh, a.k.a. Test Icicles, a.k.a. I forget the other name. Lightspeed Champion. Lightspeed Champion. Boom. Um, but yeah, so this hit the internet maybe 24 hours ago. Um, by the time you're listening to it, that'll be, I guess, 48 hours ago. But it is a song that Dev Hines wrote for Britney Spears. Um, he was talking about this late last year. Uh, I guess before her album came out, the album came out, there was no Dev Hines uh, songwriting credit on it. Apparently, according to the you know depths of the internet, uh, there are that music is now available. These are just, just, let's be clear, these are just Dev Hines songs. There's no Britney Spears singing on any of it, um, but purportedly, these are the songs that he sent to her for consideration. Um, the one I'm highlighting, it seems like it would have been called Leave Us Alone because that's what he's repeating over and over. Although it also kind of sounds like Nina Simone. If you're li- like, I don't know if that's intentional or not, but at, for, there was a point I was like, wait, is he saying Nina Simone halfway through the song? But <laughs> anyways, um, but th- this is a very produced song for a demo. Like there, it's more than just like, you know, someone sitting at a piano or a guitar. He definitely wanted to demonstrate to her what he wanted this song to sound like. We hear a lot of stuttering synths and kind of weird cranking noises in the background. Um, and his, I mean, the performance, it sounds like he did multiple takes for this because it's incredibly an anguished, like, sad vocal he's put down on this. I mean, it sounds like this could be a song on one of his own albums. Like, it's, it's such a fantastic song. 
Um, that being said, I totally see why the Britney Spears camp turned it down. It just, as great as it is, it really just doesn't seem like her wheelhouse. It's it's almost too real for her. And I know <laughs> the last I album like wasn't great, her album, but it, it just... I don't. I feel like she couldn't tackle this song. Her voice would sound like wildly out of place. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I don't know. Go ahead. I think well, because I'm not going to say much about this song. <laughs> no, I completely agree. Where like this feels like if it wouldn't, if I would have not known that it had anything to do with Britney Spears, I really would have thought it was just like a Dev Hines song. Like it, like you said, it's pretty much set to go, and it sounds like Dev Hines, and it makes me a little nervous to even think that Britney Spears would be able to sing in like a tone that would fit with the production. Um, but yeah, so I, I yeah, I, I, I was just going to say, I don't really know why Dev Hines isn't a more in demand producer now, because like, if you listen to this song, if you think about his work with blood orange, as well as his work with someone like sky Ferreira and Haim and like this guy is just on fire and everyone should be trying to emulate his sound. Like, I, I just don't really get why pe- like, when I heard about this kind of leaked demo, um, I, I feel like if if it w- if it had come out that Britney Spears was like working with Dev Hines or someone like Madonna who's working on a new album, I would have been like, my reaction would have been like, oh, that's a great call. Like that would be my reaction, not oh, that's weird. But would it's it, like, do you think that would sound good? Like I I, do. when I think of Britney Spears on a Dev Hines song, it. I don't think of nice things. I don't think of pretty things that make me happy. Beyonce on a Dev Hines song. Let me, after, let me ask you a question. Beyonce. When you yeah. think of Britney Spears on a Will I Am song, what do you think? That that I can see that. Like, I'm not saying yeah, that, but it's, that doesn't make me feel pretty things either. Good. But that collaboration <laughs> makes sense for what you know. Britney yeah. Spears has done recently, so like that makes sense to me. Yeah, unless she's gonna do what Beyonce did and kind of like switch it around and like do something different like how she did with haunted and all these other songs like i don't see britney spears doing that which is why i see why artists like that in that collab caliber of like britney spears and madonna would go with the dev hines production not to say it's not great i think it's amazing i just don't know if it goes together i think that and i don't want this to become a beyonce versus britney spears (laughs) mustier music podcast i do feel like i my fault I, i do feel like that's interesting though because i think there is this kind of perception that someone like beyonce has more ambition with their new music as opposed to Britney Spears. Not that Britney Spears doesn't have ambition, but I I feel like you think of Beyonce being more willing to take risks with her music, whereas Britney Spears just wants to kind of stick to a script somewhat and and produce bangers. Uh, And there, and that's totally fine. Like there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, it's just interesting that like the reaction to Dev Hines's demo would be like, Oh, that, doesn't really fit like i yeah i just don't i would i i guess my my take would be i want to hear it like i oh, I, I would guess. i i, I, I think rather that, hear like christina aguilera like a vocalist who like will really sell it I do something know. with I this don't know if, I yeah mean, no, I mean, this is me joe versus you yeah, <laughs> I, guess so. <laughs> I don't know like i think about something like i'm a slave for you and she didn't have like an incredible vocal take on that song, but it's still an incredible song uh, just because of like the production and everything. And it just fits so well. I think that Dev Hines could do something like that, like something Neptunes esque. 
And I'd, I'd just be really interested to hear it because I really like Dev Hines. I think maybe 10 years ago he could have oh. done something with her. But I, I feel like at least well, at this point in her career. He was still in test icicles. Well, I guess I'll say <laughs> Dev Hines of 2014 with Britney of 2004. So you're saying that he and Christopher Lloyd are going back in time. <laughs> More or less. it will work with I'm 2004 I'm saying 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> um, well, before we end up in, in more of a Beyonce, Britney uh, rabbit hole, let, let's listen I'm to it. I'm all for that. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. <laughs> let's, let's take this offline. Yeah. Um, all right, th- this is an untitled song that uh, Demo Dev Hines wrote for Britney Spears. All right, next up, let's talk about uh, the new Azealia Banks song. It's called Chasing Time. Um, Erica, this is one of yours. Yes. So I think Azealia Banks really does shine when she kind of switches her rapping and her singing, and especially when it's like 90s house music. I think that's where she does great. I mean, we saw like 1991 and all the songs that she did, the EP that dropped after that. And, you know, I tweeted about this song, and I just couldn't help but say, I just wish she wouldn't like sabotage her talent with like Twitter beefs and all this stuff. Because sadly enough, when I like listen to the song, I'm like, God, this is really good. And like, it gets me excited for her album. And now I get nervous that like something else would pop up on Twitter and be like, please just put out more songs like this. But I think this is her realm where she shines. And I think also if you listen closely, like Azela Banks is a really good singer. And I like that she kind of shows that also on this, on the song. Yeah, I think exactly what you said. Like, it, it's incredible to hear someone who can... Obviously, there are people out there like Nicki Minaj and Drake who can sing and rap, but she really does a great job within the same song of doing both and kind of, like, captivating your attention. Um, that that being said, it as much as I, I did like this song, it made me feel like like we've been waiting two years for her album for this. Like this feels like a song that could have come out yeah. like two years ago. No, I, I completely agree. It would have made goes, sense. It goes with like the, her EP that she dropped. Right. Like the it makes mermaid so, stuff. And, the, and then the, uh, what was the mixtape that she put out? 1991. 1991. Yeah. And then there was one. Anyway, fantasy, fantasy. Which was great. And I, I really do like her and I agree. I wish, you know, she put out like an album. Right. <laughs> we could hear more of it. Um, but, you know, it's kind of like something to whet your appetite. This is just making me think like, did Fine, you want something different? Because this sounds so much like the. Maybe I guess may, I guess what I'm yeah. What I was just thinking is if if it's going to take this long for the album to come out, I was expecting like a major stylistic shift. Yeah. Instead of more of the same, but but it is a good thing. Yeah, I I gotta say I wasn't really taken with the song, and I agree with you guys that Azealia Banks is super talented and can really sing, and I I again like I, I like the 1991 EP a lot. Um, not so much the fantasy mixtape, but. I uh, yeah, this song just didn't do it for me. Maybe it is because I had that kind of reaction of like, oh, after all of this, like this is what the, what comes out, and I I don't know. It's just I I think that I I guess my I guess my reaction to the song is that I wanted to listen to two on two again. Like <laughs> listening yeah. to Chasing Time, I was just like, I was remembering like, yeah, two on two is the still the best. <laughs> so well, that's, good. That's weird though because sometimes with artists, at least with like rap and R and B artists, we want more of the old stuff because yeah. you know we're very like into nostalgia. So it's funny how like when it comes to some artists like Azalea Banks, we're like, no, do not do anything like you've done before. But it's probably because of that because she's been gone musically for so like well, she hasn't produced or put anything out in a minute. Can Azalea Banks still be a star? 
after all of this? Like, is it, do you guys think it's possible for Azealia Banks to like, say like she gets her label situation worked out and she's, you know, has like a proper album coming out and it's really good. Like, yeah, like say it's just, she puts out a really good album. Like, is it possible for Azealia Banks to be a star? I I have no idea. (laughs) I I don't know. I think that, I mean, it's not like she hasn't done like super horrible things, but it's just like when it comes to the point where you're more known for the shit that you talk on Twitter than your actual music. And then when like, you know, like you guys said, when you actually put out music, it's so reminiscent of what you already put out. It's like, how do you become that star? Yeah. reality tv show yeah that's, exactly that's it is i mean it's don't I, put that I in think, the world <laughs> i really think Money of joe joe and joe and azealia banks is as very similar because joe is is a journalist and a writer but mostly known for the shit he talks on twitter like Absolutely. let's be let's yeah. be most real. famous for my twitter beef <laughs> <laughs> real active uh twitter life i mean, probably tweet once a week you but and when perez I do, hilton man, it's unreal yeah, we get into you it. add you add every rapper and just go at it <laughs> Um. Anyway, so well before I get into more uh, hot water, let's let's just listen to the song. It's uh, "Chasing Time" from Azealia Banks. Give you a little more space to grow. Light, I don't wanna be around anymore. I'm giving I got to go. All right. Next up, let's uh, talk about Elephant and Moo. The song is called "One More," and uh, yeah. this is a little bit of a throwback to last week's uh, Swedish appreciation. Must you? Oh podcast. yeah, I forgot. Yeah, Erica missed uh, Swedish appreciation appreciation week. <laughs> Makes that a sad face. It was like I think five out of the six artists were Swedish. <laughs> yeah, wow, it's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, so Elephant and Moo. Um, this this song is what what I really like about the song. Elephant actually is a very promising again Swedish artist, and she has always come across as a little too busy in terms of her songs. She, they're almost like very manic electro pop songs and some of them are good or some, some of them don't work. Uh, what I like about this collaboration with Moo is that it, it kind of slows things down. It's a very beautiful electronic track. And I think that I, it's interesting because I don't think it really needs to be like a duet, but it just, it just sort of works. Like I, I, I like both of these artists and they haven't really had like a signature song. Like if someone asked me, what is your favorite Elephant or Moo song? Um, I couldn't really say just because like, you know, I listen to their EPs and I like a lot of what I hear, but nothing really is like tremendous and, and really, you know, is enthralling in that way. I think that this has the potential to be there. And, and I really like the video. The video actually, I, I put this out there for the show because the video actually came out today the the song came out about a week ago and um the video is a lot of fun it's it's them like fighting and making out and it's weird and but i wouldn't expect anything less from them what what do you guys think i you know that i only listen to r&b and rap (laughs) no i actually really enjoyed the song i feel like the song was was fun but i'm not familiar like i'm more familiar with like mo am i saying her yeah it's pronounced moo it's just m with for those listening, uh, it's M with the with the O with the slash. That are it. as ignorant as me. No, no, it's just like yeah, because nobody, yeah. But I've listened to her stuff before, and I like I really like her stuff. So, but I think this was like pretty catchy. Yeah, I thought um, one line that really stuck out to me. I mean, I agree with everything you said. The production is great. It's this nice uh, uh, kind of low key hip hop influence thing, but also the lyrics were really 
interesting. Like there's one line that was stay with me tonight and we can count the street lights. And it's just kind of a, like it evokes this lovely like bored teenager thing, like kind of sweet and romantic, but also just when you're a kid and you're out at night, but you don't really have anything to do. Yeah. Um, so I like that. And um, a shout out to our producer, Madeline. She, a few weeks ago, uh, said she wanted us to feature Elephant. So, uh, oh, really? And here no we way. are talking about it. She her. was in the office, uh, Madeline. I don't know if you knew that. I was, I was just going to say, I was just going to say that um, she came in a couple weeks ago. Uh, because she played a show in New York. I just try to pass her the microphone. Yeah, Madeline, <laughs> she, Madeline she stays out of the spotlight. Come on, she threw come it on. on the ground. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Elephant, super interesting person, um, moving to L.A. from Sweden, working with all of the big songwriters and producers out there, I think. And she's opening for Charlie XCX coming up, uh, which is a great look for her. So um, definitely someone to keep an eye on. All right, well, let's listen to it. One more from Elephant and Moo. I got money. All right, uh, next and lastly, uh, I want to talk about Perfume Genius's song Fool. This is from his new album. It's a quick one, his album. It's just 33 minutes. Um, and it's the whole thing is is great, but I would say everything kind of has this overpowering, like, harrowing sense. Like, it's like yeah. imminent danger just hangs over this album. Um, so in that sense, while it's a, it's a great listen, it's maybe not pleasant per se, but the song I picked out is called Fool. And it really reminded me in his vocal approach, kind of the way Prince sounds when he's singing The Cross on the Sign of the Times album. He sounds like very weary and understated, but you still get this sense of like someone who's come through um, a lot of stuff and is strong and resilient in spite of everything. Um, and I don't know, there's some there's some cool finger snaps. Any song with finger snaps, I'm probably <laughs> on board with. Wow. Um, I don't think I knew this about you, Joe. I, it's a dark secret because it's not something I want, you know, it's out to there admit. Now. But it's, I know, now it's out there. I wish we have to edit that out. Wow. Um, but yeah, so what did anyone else think of it? Yeah, I mean, Perfume Genius is, is an artist that... I think is really going to connect with this album. It, it's getting a lot of critical love. It's getting a lot of, I, I mean, I think it's getting a lot of great looks in the press. Um, and I, I think it's definitely Perfume Genius's strongest album. It always kind of, I don't know why. I think it's maybe because of his appearance, but it, he always kind of reminds me of Patrick Wolf a little bit. Like, I don't know how you, how familiar you guys are. He's like a, a um, British pop singer songwriter. And, um, he has these like dark brooding songs and this is like a full album of that kind of and i really like that i mean you know me you guys know me i love weird indie shit a lot um and this isn't really that weird it's it's more orchestral and and um you know very kind of captivating in terms of its arrangements but yeah, I, I mean, I, I think this is a this is like a breakout moment for Perfume Genius. It really feels like, and I'm I'm, I'm not really talking about the the song as much as the album, but the th- the thong the thong <laughs> the thong Genius song, song by Perfume Genius. No, no, uh, Fool is is definitely a standout. Well, I like 
that you said uh, weird indie shit because our coworker yeah. Andrew Flanagan sent me this uh, Perfume Genius stream. And if anyone knows Flan, it's all like hipster indie music, which yes. Jason makes fun of him all the time. Yeah. So I was like, "What's funny because I might be a bigger hipster than him. Like when all is said and done, <laughs> musically maybe. Like I do he's have got, he's got <laughs> the whole pack. Oh well, that's show. true. That's true. He's got the. I, I mean, I do have a Joanna Newsom poster at my desk. Like that's pretty. But that's it's pretty near hipster. a One Direction doll. That yeah. Yeah, that's true too. Anyway, but so he, <laughs> knowing that, I was a little, I was a little hesitant to listen to <laughs> Perfume Genius, and then he specifically told me to listen to this song, and I think that the reason he did that is because I really do ha- get like a lo-fi alternative R&B kind of feel to it, uh, kind of like the stuff that um, I listen to, like Shy Girls and all these other like new yeah, R&B artists that i that i listened to so i really did like enjoy enjoy the song and i guess i won't be ignoring flanagan's or your guys's emails <laughs> about perfume genius or other yeah. artists but so i really like it surprisingly um i enjoyed it all right well let's listen to it it's perfume genius from his new album too bright and the song is called fool On the couch All right, thanks for joining us on the Must Hear Music podcast. Um, I'm going to wrap things up as promised earlier. I think my favorite snack actually is popcorn. I, that, that might oh, be yeah. a little, because we were just talking about popcorn. So maybe I love I'm popcorn. just saying that. What kind of we popcorn? Do you like the, the cheddar or No, I, just, I would go straightforward, no butter, salt, but preferably no butter. Interesting. in oil. Maybe a coconut oil or something. Oh, right. Yeah. Very yeah. fancy. I'm going to get very specific. I'm going to have to try that. Yeah. It's so uh, are you obsessed with like the Christmas popcorn boxes that like. I do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like if you get the, the one with the caramel. I mean, I love that. I'm just saying. Don't just like lit up, guys. You know what's a bummer? And I think I think I was actually talking about this in, in the office one day. I always feel like it's such a bummer when you eat dinner or lunch before you go to see a movie oh, in the absolutely. movie theater. Because yeah. you want to get popcorn. Mm-hmm. Like and then you're like, Oh, I'm really full. Like it's just it's a bunch of calories. I don't really and then you're sitting in the movie theater and you're just like like an hour into the movie, you're just like Oh, I wish I had some popcorn. I'm a nachos yeah, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just blame being Mexican? Nachos <laughs> with jalapenos is my thing. Oh, popcorn comes comes second. I would almost consider nachos a meal, but it, I think that's yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? Yes, being Joe. not someone who doesn't know how to Joe's make a calling dinner. Erica fat. Is what's <laughs> going <laughs> on right now? No. We're um, fighting after this. Yeah. All right. Well, Erica may never be back. Um, <laughs> Another cliffhanger for the Must Hear yeah. Music podcast. All right. Um, thanks again for joining us. And um, someone tweeted Jess Glynn at us, yes. a recommendation who Erica was already familiar with. I hadn't heard before. I Clean loved bandit, it. man. Um, so thank you. Yeah, the song was incredible. Yeah. So thank you so much for tweeting that at us. And if anyone has any recs, uh, tweet them at us. Thanks. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.